everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Beaten Clef. Uh, this week we're doing Gojira's Fortitude from 2021. It's an episode I've been really excited to talk about, so... So let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, guys. Another new Gojira album. That was another terrible intro. It was my first, second one. I fu- totally fucked the first one, but that's fine. Uh, not, a, not a metal intro at all, uh, but here we are. So, yeah, this is a Gojira album I've been wanting to talk about for a while. I would ho- I think I talked about it last week where I held off uh, because I wanted to wait for this album to drop, and I wanted to talk about it, but then it dropped in the middle of our playlists. So I've been really kind of chomping at the bit to kind of talk about this, and I haven't really listened to it. Uh, much to my chagrin because I really wanted to because Gojira is my favorite metal band on the planet right now. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm really excited to finally, finally get to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I was, I've heard some snippets. I've, I've heard you talk about Gojira being like the, the top tier metal yep. band. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk about it and I'm excited that I got the chance to listen to it all the way through and listen to something that you're not as intimately familiar with. Yeah, no. Uh, this I, like, I think I texted you on my way home. After I got home last night, I was like, or last week, and like this is different, and I and it's weird for me, but I like it. Like because every every, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, every every Gojira album that I've listened, to, I've listened to them all, and they're all very different in very different ways, which I think is cool. But they always stay true to what their their sound is. Like you can always tell this is a Gojira album, but. It's always wildly different. Like, uh, you know, they're just—I don't know. There's something cool and interesting about each album, which is tough to do. I mean, they've been, this is their—I don't know what album it is. I think it's six or seven. So, I mean, the fact that they're still kind of innovating but staying the same at the same time—I think that's there's some magic to that that I think a lot of people underestimate. Yeah, and I—I I had some some facts before we get into opening oh, thoughts. Oh, you did the facts, huh? Yeah, you got some too. I just had, you know, basically who they were. They're from France. They're a four, four-piece prog metal band. Uh, they're heavy environmentalists. That's pretty much all you need to know about Gojira. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, the lead singer and the drummer were brothers. Yep. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. Joe and Mario Duplantier or Duplantier? Yeah. Some, oh, Duplantier. Yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> they sound like environmentalists. Um the lead singer also Joe also produced the album, yeah. and Joe and Mario did the uh, the co-writes for each song. Yep. So I thought that was really cool that two brothers are in in there just writing lyrics out together. Mm-hmm. Um, this album was released on April thirtieth, twenty twenty one, and they are on Roadrunner Records. Yep, uh, legendary metal album or metal like uh, record label. So. Yeah, I I just wrote down a few that are currently on their record label. Coheed and Cambria, mm-hmm. uh, Motionless and White, Slipknot, Stone Sour, Theory of a Dead Man, Trivium, and Turnstile. Yeah. Which, I can't wait to talk about Turnstile, <laughs> but I'm not picking them this week. Oh, really? I doja. Yeah, you just you thought, um, But yeah, you want to get an opening thoughts? Uh, so yeah, just like a few other things. They 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 were originally just called Godzilla when they first got uh, when they first started. They had to change that for obvious reasons, so they just went the jab with the Japanese pronunciation. I'm almost... Po- I can't prove this. This is conspiracy theory, Kev, here. 
but I'm almost positive they picked the name Godzilla because of their environmentalist views and that the original story of Godzilla represents like mankind fucking with nature and the consequences of mankind like basically the consequences of the hubris of mankind thinking that they know all and then you know that's that's the story of godzilla it's actually like the original if you haven't seen the original godzilla it's fucking awesome it's one of my favorite movies of all time not just because it's a giant lizard wrecking tokyo but it actually is like the themes in it are interesting and like it's really the storytelling is really good uh anyway i digress um but you know they changed in 2001 um to gojira and yeah man they're just they're heavy as fuck um i i don't want to get too much into my thoughts as far as like what i thought the album was going to be because i knew coming in it was going to be different um it's always funny because i feel like their album art always always very representative of what the sound is going to be too which is which is an interesting thing um but yeah no i don't i don't want to i don't have too many like opening thoughts other than just generic how i felt about gojira opening thoughts in that they're just a notch above because they can do melodic and rhythmic, but still stay like really heavy and like have things that can like touch all bases. Like they can satisfy like the the heaviest metal fan and they can also satisfy somebody that is not necessarily a huge metalhead and just wants to listen to something melodic and nice. So um Yeah, and then really um Joe's vocals are really really what sells it. He he has a tonality to his growls. He's not a typical growler like you would hear in a metal band. And I think he has one of the most perfect metal vocals of all time. So, yeah, that that's really how I feel about Gojira. And you know why? That's kind of gives you a glimpse into why I love them so much. But I, again, as far as the album goes, I didn't want to have... I didn't come in with anything. I just knew that I loved Gojira. So, <laughs> I want to yeah. hear your opening thoughts. So, the only thing I knew about Gojira was, A, they were your favorite metal band. Mm-hmm. And B, that I'd heard Born for One Thing. Yeah. And I think that was a long time ago. Yeah. I think it was before the album came out. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. To find out this was the opening track is kind of cool because I kind of got a feel for what this album was <laughs> yeah. before long before I even knew we were going to do this album and I think this is a I I like it. But there's some some interesting decisions made, but like you said, it almost feels like it's part of the story. Yeah. Um but yeah, I generally I was excited because we don't do metal a whole lot, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a shame because we both really like metal. Yeah, it's just kind of trying to find the right, right album and right time. Yeah, there's a lot of metal albums that I want to do, and I I like when stuff runs long and kind of meanders in metal songs. But I'm used to that, and so that's what I like in metal as long as it's done well. And I think I know that's where you kind of fall off a little bit sometimes. Same thing with like EDM. It's mm-hmm. like if it doesn't go anywhere for four minutes, why did you keep it in there? Um, but for me, this is my preferred medium. And so I'm kind of used to it and I kind of like it. Um, but for someone like you, who, again, your, your main touchstone for a lot of this stuff is like punk and hardcore punk where it's a lot shorter and it just gets to the point. Um, not that you don't listen to other stuff, but that, I mean, I I don't think anybody would argue that that's, that's your favorite type (laughs) of music. So yeah, my, my dream album is 45 songs, 12 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I, it's not that I don't like long songs, but kind of what you and I were talking about before the show was I think if it has a purpose and yeah. sometimes I think this one just goes on for the sake of going on like, well, we can't not have a five minute song <laughs> at track nine. Sure. But um, yeah, I'm excited to just get song by song because um, I think that's where the, the meat is, mm-hmm. the meat and the bones. So let's do it. All right, cool. I'll start it out then uh, with you said, as you already said, born for one thing. 
And uh, initially, this doesn't sound like a great opener because it just kicks you right in the face to start. But I really, I think it's a good choice because it's like it fits a metal band, right? I mean, there's there's two ways to open a metal uh, album. It's really slow, build like a tension and like a creepiness or like whatever you're trying to build. Or there's this way where you just start out with fucking just killer drums and right into this just heavy chug. Um, it's almost like we're Gojira, fuck you. That's kind of <laughs> what yeah. Born for One Thing sounds like. Um, thankfully, they slow down for the chorus around 120, and Gojira does a good job of like pacing their songs, I think. Um, they never hit you with too much for too long, uh, most of the time. Sometimes it goes on a little too long. Um, but yeah, it's just this is just, again, it's 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 a great introduction to what Gojira is as a band because every part kind of shines here. You could, the bass is really forward, but it's not like a bass forward song. Everything else is still over top of it, but you can still hear bass, which is interesting. Uh, the drums are fucking incredible in this song and throughout the entire album. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, they're just so good. Um, you get your first stank face breakdown around the two minute mark, which is always fun. Uh, the Gojira is great at breakdowns. They're not the best out there, but man, they're, they do them well. Um, yeah, and then you know, there's a they Yojira is really good at like pinch harmonics. Uh, those like little squealy sounds that you hear, uh, those you know typically are pinch harmonics, and they're really really good at them. Um, but yeah, no, and then I put you know last my last note for this song is just the second breakdown in this song is even better than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> so anytime you can get two stank faces in one song, you know you got a good opener. Yeah, it, that industrial sound that comes, and then the last forty two seconds are basically just a whole breakdown. Yeah, it's great. So sweet. Yeah. And, you know, this was my first introduction to, to Gojira, and I thought it was, I'm like, damn, that was actually kind of cool that this was the first thing I heard from mm-hmm. him because this song is so, it's so cool, and it's a, it's a great first track. Um, I love the distorted guitars, and there's like a, a dope snare that leads into, uh, it leads into some screams, and I just thought, like, kind of what you said, there's no traditional way to start this album. Yeah. If there was like a weird voicemail or like a like a funny clip or something, maybe. But yeah, um, it's a great way to start the album. And in my mind, this is what they've always sounded like because it was my first interaction <laughs> yeah, it's, with it's, them. It's, it's not. It's, it's this album is wildly different from like even their last one. So this uh, this song has nine million listens on Spotify, which is um, it's not too shabby. Yeah, they're doing all right. Um, but I love. I love that it it like blends metal, prog rock, and it even has some fun chants. Mm-hmm. Um, the "We Were Born for One Thing" chant. Yeah. Uh, it's very easy to sing along to, and even if it's a metal track, it's still got a good hook. Yeah, and like I was saying in my uh, opening thoughts, like Joe's vocals, like you can understand what he's saying, mm-hmm. and like that's an overused trope on why people don't listen to metal music, but it's it's true for a lot of things, like. You can't tell what these dudes are saying. It's probably why I don't give a shit about lyrics a lot of times because the music I listen to, it's like, well, I'm not, I mean, I don't really give a shit what they're saying as long as it sounds cool. So, but you can actually kind of pick up what they're saying here, which makes it a lot cooler. Metal's kind of funny because you listen to a song for months before you look up the lyrics and then yeah. you're like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to sing along now, <laughs> now that I know the words. Uh, so, track two, you ready to do it? Uh, yeah, let's hop into it. So, Amazonia. Mm-hmm. This is almost a new metal intro kind of song. Yeah. Um, but it brings the heat, and I, I think it's new metal because it's bass forward, yeah. and uh, that leads into some chugs and screams. So, if it starts new metal, it doesn't stay new metal very <laughs> long. There's another song later on that kind of does the same thing, but um, uh, the chugs and the screams—that's the first time we hear it, 
on this album, and I'm fucking here for it, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, if I closed my eyes, I think this could be a corn song. <laughs> is that is that wrong? Uh, no, I think you're kind of on, you're you're. I think you're right on track there, and I'll get into why in a second. Um, but. <laughs> there's a part at 240 where the drummer I think just went around his entire uh, drum set <laughs> so twice so but good. he does it in like a five second span yeah. it's so fast and it just like set my world on fire yeah. I was like oh shit yeah, so many times where the fucking um, is it Mario on drums yeah Mario um, he's such a good drummer man I think he's underrated as far as like how much he adds to each one of these songs yeah that's a that's a fill that not many other drummers could do yeah, yeah. And uh, this song has 8.2 million listens on Spotify. Again, also not too shabby. <laughs> no, th- these two are the most popular. Yeah. And I don't know if Amazonia was another single or not. I don't remember. I know, I don't remember, because re- they released a bunch of singles before this album came out. There was like three, maybe, singles, which is, I feel like, a lot before the album even drops. So um, I don't remember which ones they were, but it wouldn't surprise me since it's that got that many listens. Yeah. Um, were, you, were you done with your thoughts there? Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 the first thing I thought was like, oh yeah, this sounds like it was made in the Amazon. And I love when a song sounds like what it's named and that always makes me happy. Uh, and that's why this and the first track remind me very much of like Sepultura's Roots album, which is, they were, they're labeled as new metal, but they're, they're more, uh, they're way more on the metal side of new metal than, than the hip hop side. Mm-hmm. So and I've talked about Sepultura Roots album before. I know some people hate it. I absolutely love it. Um, it's Sepultura going back to their roots in Brazil and doing like a bunch of tribal shit and having like a slower pace. And the pacing of these songs really reminds me of Roots as well. Not necessarily like sonically, but just the kind of the feel of it feels like that album. And that's oh, that's always a high compliment for me uh, because I do I do love that album. It's the, it's the album I heard that really fucking blew my world up. And I was like, oh, there's heavier shit out there that I'm not listening to. Uh, so I'll always have a warm place in my heart for that Roots Sepultura album. But again, again, not this song. Uh, it's a classic Gojira chug for the verse. This is this is the, the Gojira that I'm used to. Those chugs that you're hearing, like you'll you'll that's the Gojira sound that is is a staple for them. And uh, it's it sounds simple, but there's actually a lot going on. Uh, the guitar switch up for the chorus is just like cocaine. Like Gojira is so good at like just fucking whiplashing you around, but still making you enjoy it. It's like someone that likes, you know, it's like a, you know, someone who's into BDSM. It hurts, but it feels so good. You know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like I need a safe word when I'm listening with Kujira. But yeah. It doesn't feel jerky. No, it doesn't. It feels very seamless. Yeah. And I think that that's so hard to do. And I think a lot of that has to do with Mario's drumming because he can switch up the pacing almost on a a dime and Mm -hmm. it makes it sound like seamless. So. Um, but yeah, like you said, at that 240, 245 mark, it kind of takes this much darker turn for like an extended bridge before hopping right back into that main chug, which is something that Gojira is also very good at. They'll take you on like this weird path into almost seems like nothing, but then they'll just slam you back in the face like, hey, remember this song? It almost makes you question if it really happened. <laughs> it's yeah. like a dream or something. It's, they're They're so fucking good at it, and it makes you like, I don't know, there's just magic there. And I always bring up like... Um, magic carpet ride because that's one of the worst instrumentals i've ever heard in a song it sucks like that extended uh like keyboard like jam is terrible and it lasts like four minutes but as soon as that that main riff from magic carpet ride comes back like oh yeah fuck yeah this song (laughs) kicks fucking ass because you appreciate it so much more because you didn't know what you were listening to for a second and this is this is this is a fine it's a fine little detour 
but you appreciate that main theme so much more when they, they're like, oh, hey, where you're listening to this song. Remember that. It's just, oh, they're so fucking good at it. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's all I really had for Amazonia. Uh, I'm just going to come out right now and say it. I love this entire album. <laughs> there's not really, there's two tracks that I could do without, but um, yeah, no, I, I love this entire album. Um, and I didn't my first time listening to it because I was kind of taken aback by a few songs. And then my successive listens, I was like, oh yeah, this fucking kicks ass. Um and I think we're going to disagree on a, on a few things here, but that's For okay. Sure. Um, but Another World, track three. Uh, this is probably the most classic overall Gojira track. This feels like what I'm used to from like the Mars to Sirius uh, era, which, which is what I started listening to. And I've listened to that album billions of times. Uh, the opening, the like the heavy tap or whatever, the that's that was that reminds me very much of Global Warming from the Mars the Serious album, which is sound that they, they have that kind of cool, almost like like Midwest emo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um where it's it's really cool like guitar work. You know, they're they're working the it's it's probably not as difficult as it probably sounds, but it just sounds really cool and it's effective. Um uh I I, I uh shortened if it was on Guitar Hero, it would be one of those ones like you'd strum and then you'd have to start tapping <laughs> yeah, and then you mess up and you got to strum again. Oh shit. Yeah. A bunch of hammer ons. Hammer for sure. on um, but yeah, I, I, I shortened Joe's name to JD. So we'll call him that. Uh, JD's per the, the, his perfect metal voice is on full display in this track. He's like, he growls, he is able to sing cleanly. It's just really, really good. It's, and I can't overstate how good Mario is on drums. Uh, he keeps a really great, like steady rhythm, but every time he gets even a second to show out, He's going to just fucking do a quick little fill, like hit the cymbals, like hit fucking 20 different tom. I don't know. He's he's crazy, man. And he really elevates Gojira to the next level. Like, because they're all really good. Don't get me wrong. Like, their lead is really good. Uh, their bassist is, is fucking kick-ass, too. And um, But I think Mario's drumming really kind of elevates them to a different level and kind of keeps them a step above any other metal band in my head. That's it. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it. I mean, the outro is cool too. I like that cool kind of slow down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pretty run of the mill song for me. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Uh, the the guitar kind of gets repetitive mm-hmm. um, for me, and then when when I really start enjoying the song is about two minutes in when the song kind of drops out and it kind of gets ominous, and then the second half of the song I thought was really fun, and I think it's because it sounds creepy. It sounds yeah. kind of horry. Kind of like there's been a murder in a small town, <laughs> and that's kind of the uh, where I I found myself like really enjoying it was like, ooh, this would like be in the background where a detective's like smoking a cigarette and flicking it out. Yeah, he's like, we're gonna find these sons of bitches, <laughs> and this song like the end of sure. the song would be playing, and I just I think any time a song can transport you like that, it's a really good song. Yeah, for sure. And, but uh, the re- the repetitiveness is one of the only complaints I have on this album is mm-hmm. like. They're so talented that sometimes they, I feel like they just get stuck. I get it. Where it's like, they're just like doing the same thing over and over again. And one of us just needs to go over and tap them and be like, you got it. Yeah. So you, yeah, you got the take, buddy. Get, move on. Yeah. That's Try a different I, note. Cause I don't, I don't hate it. Like I think again, because I'm used to it. Like I, I did this. It doesn't bother me as much. So, uh, I think it's a stylistic choice for sure. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think it's like, Hey, we learned this note. Let's do it over and over <laughs> yeah, again, sure. but it's more of like a setting the pace or the tone. Sure. Sure. Um, but you ready for track number four? Yeah, let's get into Hold it. Hold on. <laughs> um, 
the end of the last song, the way it ended, real somber, had us ready for like a creepy Spartan style chant about embracing death. And like this song, I was, it was my, there's two palate cleansers on this album. And this was the first one. Can I say something real quick? I fucking hate the I've been grinding and grinding like part where it opens. I was like, this sounds so fucking cheesy, but they make up for it almost immediately. <laughs> I've been grinding. I've been grinding and grinding. <laughs> I, anytime you can hear like they enunciate so much, so well after listening to like a growls that you can't really, they don't really enunciate. It's just so it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I've been grinding sounds like someone that's been selling weed for three years right out of high school <laughs> yeah, yeah. and sh- posting pictures on Facebook of all their $100 bills. Yeah, I've been on that grind. I've been grinding. Anyway, I hate that part, but the rest is fine. Anyway, go ahead and finish but, your thoughts. Uh, the, the chant kind of kicks right into like a chug and a chorus that we wait almost – we almost wait three minutes for the first chorus, mm-hmm. and by God, they, they nailed it. <laughs> yeah. um, it's ballsy as hell to do that, especially yeah. on a track three. Go all the way to three minutes – and then we get it, we get a mini verse, and then we get right back into the chorus. And I thought that was a really cool song structure because yeah. I, I wasn't really expecting that. And uh, the hold on fight, it almost, I almost felt like I was a Spartan warrior for a second until <laughs> I looked down at my ab line. Um, but I really like the uh, the post chorus. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to read the lyrics real quick. Um, when you witness death, you understand your demise, and you may embrace your destiny, the fate of all. And maybe when we ri- when we die, we rise high, find a ground, and we return where we belong. I was like, "Dang, that's pretty cool." It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's almost it's almost like a Native American way of looking at yeah, death. Yeah, kind of. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, this is this is where I started to get really confused. Um, again, I don't hate this song by any means. I think it's a great track. Uh, it was just it's so much different from any than anything I've ever heard from Gojira. Uh, just in the way it's paced uh, they've done slower stuff before but this one was just so strange to me and it, this is i think probably when i started and uh, no i know it's it's not this one but it's uh, i think two songs from now um no so, <laughs> song seven so three tracks from now um they both have this weird kind of pacing to it and i couldn't quite put my finger on it uh, but it kicks ass like it's still like it's just not the prog metal that I was used to. And I started to get really confused. So it all, and, and every time I listened to it, I was like, man, this is just, this is weird. <laughs> it's a weird choice. Um, yeah. It just, it's almost like a mid tempo metal song, which is weird. Yeah. It's not slow. It's not a ballad. It's not like a, th- a thrasher or it's not like the, the higher tempo stuff we've seen. It's just kind of like, it's almost kind of chill, and I, it's 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 uh, it's not. I mean, it's a metal track, but for me on this album, I was ex- like, I'm not used to them just kind of like taking it easy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So well, for, I'm sure for metal fans, it's like you're used to a certain flow of a metal album, and yeah. it's like almost like the the DJ scratching and be like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. You're like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It almost snaps you out of your <laughs> yes, like. That's right. <laughs> snaps you out of it, and you're like, wait, hold on. What's yeah, it's like on? Whiplash. It, it, again, it's not as extreme as I'm making it, but for me, who's you know been a huge good fan of Gojira for ten plus years now, like it's it's weird to hear. I wasn't expecting it. it it's again, it's a fine track, but and it's a good. It, you're right. It's a good palate cleanser. I think that's probably what it was intended to be, at least sonically. So, um, I'm starting to fight through burps already. Oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's move on to track five, which is Newfound. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I said, and we're right back. They, they didn't stay. They didn't stay doing dumb shit for for long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, double bass guitar. Double bass guitar squeals. Uh, brutal verses, soaring choruses. It's just this is this is Gojira. This is what I wanted. This is what I come here and buy tickets for. Uh, the chorus almost reminds me of like a Deathcock track, where like because because of the guitar tone specifically, uh, not necessarily because it sounds like Nathan Explosion and Squizgar and all those guys, but the guitar tone for sure is it's more it's more airy it's more like kind of in the stratosphere like the death clock does they, they they kind of operate in kind of like the they are up above kind of like in the mountains and i feel like Ojira is very much in like a deep dank cave a lot of the time yeah uh, they're very earthy that's that's a that's a that's a big theme in a lot of their stuff uh probably because they are environmentalists so they kind of make earthy stuff but mm-hmm. this 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 chorus kind of soars to the mountaintop and it's it's a really cool sound to hear because i love death clock too they're probably my second favorite metal band even though they're fake um but yeah it's a good solid breakdown um around the the 430 mark uh and the, the drums are fucking crazy in it uh, it's a good track. It's nothing great, but it's really fucking good, and it, it's good to get back to the shit that I know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think if the song came on on shuffle, which after after you talking about how I listened to an album on shuffle before I listen mm-hmm. on my notes, listen, I tried to listen to this like all the way through just to kind of push myself. Yeah, and. I like the song because it's after a slow song. Yeah, so if I heard it, it on shuffle, I don't know how. Well, that's why I asked you when I walked in because I was like, I don't think this album would make a lot of sense on random. No, it definitely it, it's very intentional the way everything's placed, which I you know I know you you and I both enjoy when you know people put thought into the way an album is constructed. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this this is the second song that kind of sounded new metal mm-hmm. for the intro, but it doesn't last long. No. Like you said, those double kicks and the scream are like. Yeah, this. If you thought this was gonna be new metal, bro, you were gonna be in for a world of shit. <laughs> um, but I love the way his lyrics are perfectly woven with the drums and guitar, mm-hmm. and that's that can't be understated. How talented you are, you have to be to do something like that because it can sound like a wall of garbage at a certain point, but to make it sound melodic and make it sound that good is so impressive. Yeah, and if I'm if I'm getting into my critiques. The song's long. Yeah. What what's stopping this song from being a three minute song? <laughs> That's a perfectly fine length of a song. Sure. I'm not asking for a minute fifty. I'm asking <laughs> for three minutes. Um, but a three minute metal metal song is wild to me. I could never imagine that. Four minutes is is kind of short for me. I wouldn't mind it if it was four minutes and it just like it was exciting. There was just certain points where it's like. Oh, oh, we're doing this again. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, nice. We're doing this again. Sure. I don't have to listen to this multiple times. I'm, I've heard it <laughs> twice. I get it. Um, but the last two minutes are really cool. All that being said, the last two minutes are pretty cool, and I think it would be a really cool song to see live. Yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of long for a track five, if, if you ask me. I get it. Um. So, yeah, uh, I'll just do Fortitude. That way you can you can have the chance. Okay. Um, Fortitude. Is track number six, a tambourine, a bass, and a bongo drum interlude, where you just hear whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> and that's gonna be seared in your mind forever. What a wild choice to make this the title track. <laughs> this is the name of the album, and you're it's a two minute long instrumental intro to another track. I love it though. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I was like, ooh, yeah. Um, but yeah. 
I, I, I was like, oh. This, it kind of reminds me of some of the new metal albums we did where it's got like a weird liter- little interlude. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And other than this is just a thousand times better than any of this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, like I said, it's bold, it's ballsy, but I can't help but respect it. Like we're going to make our title track just the literally the intro to another song. There's, there's, it's, it's one of those, like we were talking about last week, that kind of seamless transition from track to track. And I fucking love it. And especially when you listen to them back to back again, that's another reason I was like, cause this song would suck just on random. It just, it just comes on. It's not connected to anything. Yeah. Um, but having it be connected to the chant, which is next is fucking incredible, dude. It, it, because what it does is it turns two tracks into one doom metal track. And I don't know if you know what doom metal is. It's also been called like stoner metal. Um, one of my, I love doom metal because it's just, it's all about like just, I mean, imagine what you would think stoner metal would be like. It's slow, it's chuggy, it's kind of like, it's like stuck in the muck almost, but it sounds really fucking cool. It's heavy as shit. Um, it's in this is this is why I got so confused. Like, Gojira doesn't do doom metal. Doom metal is it's so far removed from what they do, but mm-hmm. they, they, when they choose to do it, it's awesome. Like, it's it's it might be my least favorite track just because of how sore of a like how far it sticks out from the rest of the album. But man, is it cool and what a ballsy thing to do. I and I, like I said, I love doom metal. Like, the band Sleep is is fucking awesome. I think you again. You might you might not like them because doom metal is like they're all supposed to be very 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 long yeah. meandering tracks. Uh, but I like that, and, and so to hear a doom metal track in the middle of a prog metal album is one of the strangest, most wild things I've I've experienced in an album in a long time. But I dig it, even it's, though this is probably my least favorite track. Yeah. Do you think they had to buy bongos and tambourines for that song specifically? <laughs> probably. There's no way they had those sitting around. <laughs> I was thinking about that, like. <laughs> I don't know. The tambourine shows back up later, so maybe they bought it for this album. I just like to think that you know someone handed the the drummer a bongo, and he was like, like a, almost like a caveman, like bongo. <laughs> How you play bongo? <laughs> what I think happened is they all got really high and they ended up in a drum circle one yeah. day, and they just end up one of them walked home with a bongo. I'm like, well, fuck. I guess we're doing a doom metal track, yeah. guys. <laughs> uh, the I I like this song. But the woes wear on me after a yeah, while. Yeah, it's that's doom metal. It's just the same shit over and over again. But it just sounds cool. Yeah, um, I love <laughs> I love the chant until I didn't. Is what I wrote. <laughs> it was uh, it was a really cool like I'm gonna lull you into a trance with this chant, and then we're gonna kick it into gear with the chant. Um, but I feel like it just kind of overstayed its welcome. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent, but I did write, this is how you slow, slow an album down effectively. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we, we talked last week with jail socks. If you guys are listening again, I am so sorry. <laughs> I was, I wasn't trying to be, I was just trying to be entertaining. Um, but th- again, this is a perfect example of like how to slow, like slowly slow down an album where you get like that instrumental lead in, which is different and it's kind of jarring, but it's like, oh, okay, I can kind of get into this. And then you have like this really weird thing, but then you can just immediately ramp it back up from there because you've been, you've kind of become comfortable in the slowness and it doesn't feel like just stop and start and stop and start. This is more of like a, a slow down to like you're pulling up to a drag race, right? You got that slow pull up and then the next song you see the lights drop and then you want and you're back up into it. That's, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I will say I really like the guitar solos that aren't necessarily like tuned to like metal. Yeah, sure. It was almost like um, everything about Fortitude and the chant were just completely different. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a hey, we're gonna elbow you and be like, hey, our next album might not be as heavy as you want it <laughs> yeah, to be. Maybe. So listen to this and get like get used to it because the next album's gonna be different. Hey, if Gojira puts out a doom metal album, I'll eat that shit up. Um, so yeah. You you ready to to move on? Yeah, before you start, I just gotta say, this intro makes me come for Sphinx. It it legitimately is a sexual experience after the last whatever you know ten minutes we just listened to. Yes, um, this is our second palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. I could, I could such f- an interesting choice for a palate cleanser because it's fucking balls to the walls. Well, dude. I <laughs> halfway through the chant, you kind of feel like this is getting a little slow. I'm ready for yeah. it to pick back up. Yeah. And it's almost like they read my thoughts because the next song is so pedal to the metal. There's double kick. There's the deep scream vocals mm-hmm. that were like, he was digging deep for them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I love it. I love the guitars. I love the double kick. And they said, here's your fucking palate cleanser. Now go throw some fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it kind of reminds me of a day to remember. And, I'll explain myself really fast because okay. you just shot a glance at me. But when they were writing Homesick, which I don't know how familiar you are with it, I don't remember. They always did these like super pop punk songs or super heavy songs. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was really cool because like it got you weren't ready for either one. Mm-hmm. Like right. you, didn't, you didn't know if the song was going to end up screaming or if it was going to just be a traditional pop punk song. But when they went hard, they went really fucking hard, yeah. especially on Homesick. And it kind of reminded me of that, like that feeling of like, holy shit, I was so ready for this. <laughs> yeah, dude. And uh, they leave no doubt when it's going to, when in, when they're going to go hard, they leave no doubt. Yep. And this is another case in my personal preference of the song just going on a little long. It almost felt like the momentum was petering out towards sure. the end. Sorry, I just dropped my phone on Kirby's head. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I totally agree. Like, uh, it's it's such a great return to form. Like that that fucking chug, man. It just it's the it's what I feel like my heartbeat sounds like. Like it's just that that it's my life force. That shit yeah, it gets me going. Like there's just nothing better than a fucking good guitar chug, man. There's nothing better than that's why I love metal so much because of like the chugs and I don't know, just the way it makes me feel. It really is. It does feel like this is like the music I was meant to listen to. It's like me personally, I was built to be a metalhead. Um, this and the next track are by far my favorite songs on the album, which if anything, if you said you hated song nine earlier, <laughs> so, I don't know, um, you might significantly disagree with me here. Um, but it's just an old school headbanger. Um, and like I said, this and the next track are what metal should sound like to me. Track nine is my favorite song on the album. Oh, good, good. Fuck yes. Good. <laughs> so we at least we agree on that. Uh, yeah, no, this and nine, which uh, we'll go ahead and get into. Sure. Into the storm. And I was like, just when you thought you heard the best chug on the, the album, fucking storm comes in. It just blows your fucking world to, to pieces. It just, it just, it's rapid fire punches to the face. And it's just oh, it's so fucking good. It's it, it's violent, man. And it, it, you knew it was going to be the best song on the album when you heard the train coming through. Yeah, dude. Ugh. It's not. Uh, I'll, I'll let you. Keep no, going. go ahead, man. Um, a train coming through. <laughs> <laughs> a speed metal track. It's almost like they're trying to show us every form of metal yeah. at, at some point. They always do this. They they always play everything they can think of. It's awesome. Um, but. 
one of my favorite musical devices that they've done on this album so far was the train sounds like it's coming towards you. Mm-hmm. And then as the song's ending, they start the song the same exact way and the guitars are fading out and the train sounds like it's going yeah. away. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, that's so fucking cool. That is what a good, that's what good production will do. And it's like, yeah. yeah. It can't be over. Like people are like, oh, production doesn't matter. It fucking matters, dude. Like, cause it just it adds so much. It's so, oh, man. It's fucking. I, I hate when people say that shit, especially in the metal community. They're like, they all want to hear like just shitty recording quality. And every time I hear it, like, no, please put this through like any sort of like sound filtering because it sounds like garbage. It sounds like garbled shit. Um, and and then you can get you can do so much cool shit if you actually just embrace what an editing process and post-production and shit like that can do for an album. Cause you're right. That's such a cool touch to, especially in an album. This is probably never going to be like a single, it's an album track. And so they can, they, they know that and they can really fucking lean into that. And it's, it's so cool. And this is why deep, deep cuts are always better than singles in my opinion. Not always, but lar- by and large, there's always a deep cut. That is the best song on the album um, that people just don't listen to because they refuse to listen to albums. Um, anyway, let me get back to my actual notes here. Uh, J- uh, Joe's like haunting vocals in the chorus really like give you this feeling of like you've been getting pelted in the middle of a storm. Then you come in and he's like, "You're oh now you get to like free fall in the middle of an eye of a hurricane." It, it just gives you that really like they're so good at setting tone in their songs just by just by him sw- like the the reverb on his voice and just by switching just a little bit, uh, you can feel like you're in the eye of the storm for a little bit. Um, just before the breakdown fucking pelts you with golf ball sized hail. <laughs> it's just so, so violent. And it's just one of the, it's the best breakdown on the album, I think. Um, and then I just wrote like, is track nine supposed to be this fucking good? I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think so. Really from eight to 10, this, this album is, is damn near perfect to me. I love every, every bit of the back half of this album. Um, and it's just a, it's a perfect outro too because it brings you right back down to earth and it does it effectively like it slows down. I think that's why metal tracks are so long because they realize what they do is they beat the shit out of you. So you need some like you need some time to go back to your corner and kind of recover before they beat the fuck out of you again. It's like a boxing match. Or like the start and the ending of a roller coaster where it starts yeah, real exactly. slow and then it ends kind of you're kind of just coming back in kind of like, "Oh. Yeah. What the hell just happened?" I think it's intentional because I think if you just didn't have that extra time oh boy it would be hard to listen to because it'd be it'd be very very difficult to kind of catch your breath and you would feel like you just got your the shit kicked out of you for 40 minutes yeah you could cut 10 minutes out of this album but would you enjoy it as much i don't know it's it's hard to say so um anyway i'll let you get into uh, number 10 the trails number 10 uh, the best thing about this track is that it's only four minutes long. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't like this track? No. Oh, I fucking love it's it, still dude. really fucking long since I don't like it. Um, I wasn't trying to be harsh. No, but it's like, okay. You, I mean, um, I'm just not a huge fan of the song. Yeah. The, the hushed vocals and the guitar, and the guitar just kind of take me out of it. And especially, I think it's because of how high I was on the last song. Mm-hmm. Just uh, another slow, meandering song. I just wasn't, I wasn't in the mood for it. Yeah. Um, and also I got a comment that I want to read to you from genius lyrics and, uh, the top comment says you can't listen without closing your eyes. And I have no idea what the fuck that meant. And I was hoping you could help. <laughs> I kind of get it. I, I, um, was it, is he meaning like it puts him to sleep or no, I think it could, because it, it, I think this is a tone piece more than anything. Um, 
for me the trails i didn't look up i should have looked up the i should have looked up the lyrics for this um i know it's gonna sound like the track just skipped there but i just said the same thing twice in the exact same way uh, <laughs> he's short circuiting <laughs> yeah. there's a glitch in the matrix uh but no i think it's meant to sound um creepy and kind of like it gave me like I couldn't help but think of being in a forest that is just suffocating. And that's what this sounded like to me. It sounded that's why I think coming back down to earth is so effective to lead into this song because this is a very grounded almost like in the earth, but it's almost it's you're you're like walk, like walking through a suffocating forest. You can't see shit past the path you're on and it just feels like the trees are closing in on you and I think that's the mood they were trying to set here. And I'm sure if you looked at the lyrics, it's probably something about like Mother Earth swallowing you up because that's what it, it feels like you're being swallowed by this this forest, at least in my head canon. It's yeah. like um, it almost reminds me of uh, the scene where the um, uh, shit. Why can't I think of the name? Um, the Ringwraith in the Fellowship of the Ring. I know you've only seen those recently, but in, when they're first when they first encounter one in the woods and it's just the hobbits and there's this extreme sense of dread and it feels like the forest is closing in on them all of a sudden and you can kind of get like this tunnel vision. That's what this track does to me. And that's why I like it so much because it is such a, a masterpiece in like setting that tone. I understand why you don't like it. So it doesn't, like, it doesn't bother me that you don't like it. But um, yeah, because especially after the last two tracks, this is again, it's weirdly placed kind of like um, the chant and it's just, it just doesn't quite fit. But for me, I'm cool with it. Uh, Cause I'm, again, I'm used to it from Gajira. I know what they do. Um, so it doesn't feel as jarring to me. So I, I it, it, it's interesting hearing somebody listen to it for the first, listen to Gajira for the first time and being kind of like taken aback by it. Um, yeah. And I, this is what I was talking about where the, t- the like tambourine comes back that fucking, it's so effective at setting that creepy mood because it's like on every fourth beat, you just get a little, and it's like, Oh, okay. That's creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so, it's just a little, it's one little hit on a tambourine, but it's, it's, it's so much different from anything you've heard from the drums so far. Uh, it's, Oh man, it's fucking like sex to me. It's almost like it, yeah. If you were in the forest alone and it's dark and you hear a little sound like that, it's almost yeah. like, what was that? You know, like who the fuck is following me? I'm <laughs> gonna shit myself. Um, it, I think this is the heaviest the song on the album. I really do. I it, because to me, heavy doesn't. Oh, heavy means a lot more than just being loud or hard. Hard and heavy are two ex- completely different things. Um, like a, a lot of blues is super heavy, and I, I don't think people would like say, oh yeah, this is fucking heavy heavy music but to me it is because it's got you could feel the weight physically of this song um yeah and it's like you know i even wrote like this may not catch you as anything special but it's just an immaculate painting of feeling through sound it paints a picture of a of an emotion through sound and to me that's that's beautiful yeah um i don't know i could just be biased because i love this band so much but i really do think this is a masterwork this song um yeah. No, that's that's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. I I was not into it at all. <laughs> so totally, to hear totally you, fine. it makes me want to re-listen to well, it. Well, that's art, though, right? Like, there's some people that can look at like uh, any any art. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there's some people that could look at like Starry Night, to which to me is one of the best things that's ever been created by a human. And somebody can look at that like, oh, that's not that impressive. It doesn't really look like a night sky. It's not super real. You know, the, the colors are all off. I can it, the, just because I think something is absolutely brilliant doesn't mean any other person has to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why like art and music and really any sort of artistic medium is, is awesome and fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, sorry, I'll stop waxing philosophical no. here. <laughs> no, I'm into it. <laughs> Speak your truth. I had a moment of deja vu. I was going to tell you this, but usually when I say I'm having a moment of deja vu, it like ruins the deja vu. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, something like everything that you just said, I've heard before somehow from you in this exact spot. And we're like in a different room than we've been in for our like new studio. Yeah, we've never recorded in this room ever. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah, there's, and it's weird because I kind of got that energy from you too because you were looking at me a little bit differently. I was like, Dylan's in a different place right yeah. now. <laughs> I was like even thinking about like, I, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. So anyway. I love Deja Vu. Some people hate it. I love it. It. I have it more than most, I think. Yeah. I, I have it a lot. And I don't know if it has to do with lack of sleep or what. But. <laughs> Who knows? Um, You ready to get into Grind? Yes. Which I, when I first saw it on the track list, I was like, this song's going to fucking blow dicks. But it doesn't. No. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It doesn't blow dicks. It fucking. It, it rocks dicks. It rocks dicks. It rocked my dick for sure. <laughs> I was like, they just can't help themselves. They had to go out hard and heavy. Um, we get the first go. We get a metal go. Oh, we had a go. Did we? We had a go in Into the Storm. Oh, you're right. Shit. That go set my world on fire. <laughs> but no- this go was fucking oh, dope, so too. There's nothing cooler than a fucking metal track going because when you hear go, you know you're about to get your fucking shit rocked. It's yeah. awesome. Um, you have to be aware of your surroundings if you're at a metal show because <laughs> there's going to be elbows coming. Yeah, if you hear go and you're not ready, duck because <laughs> uh, you're going to get punched. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's only that this it's ferocious for like two minutes and 40 seconds. And then it's almost like you were you were running at full speed and then somebody tripped you and you fell into a bottomless pit. And you're just free falling. And that's how the song ends. And it's fucking awesome. It's so fucking well done. And it, it, like, I could understand somebody getting annoyed by like the last three minutes just being the same thing. But it gets it slowly, slowly, slowly fades out. And it, it really does. It feels like a, a rocket launch. It's like you had this furious activity and then Diesel is all over the place. Come on, bud. We're almost done. Um, but yeah, no. It's uh, it's like a rocket launch. Like I said, it's it's that violent activity for like two minutes. And then you hit space. And it's just like this euphoria of nothingness. And just free floating. And that's exactly what this song feels to me. And it's such a cool way to end an album. That I just... It was, I was blown away by how fucking brave that is. And just how effectively it's done it's just a great closer because when i first started i was like ah this is just gonna be a mediocre closer and then i was like nope fucking great yeah uh, where i thought the last song was not as great they corrected their mistakes they're gonna finish this song with pure rage to the point where i put the i put an emoji in my notes where it went oh shit (laughs) (laughs) can you picture that <laughs> He's blowing air out both sides of his face, uh, but the the drummer is kicking so fucking fast. Mm-hmm. I was I almost wanted to look up like what's the beats permitted on this bitch because <laughs> yeah, the boy's gonna go into hype. If if he had the Delorean, he could make with his feet. He if he was one point two. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna combine two things. If he was in a Flintstones car, he could get that fucking De- that. <laughs> Flintstones DeLorean, 88 miles an hour, because that boy <laughs> has some feet moving. <laughs> so it was a long walk. Yeah, yeah it was. Short drink of water, bud. Um, but I love how chaotic it is. And if it didn't go so fast in the first three minutes, I yeah. wouldn't have been ready for a slowdown. But yeah. you, you almost need a cool dawn. Oh, yeah. It's like run, 
running on the treadmill, it's like you don't just hop off the treadmill. You got you got to walk afterwards. Yeah. And we had to walk this one off because this last song was crazy. It's cr- fucking nuts, dude. And like I said, it's so brave, but it's so well executed. You like, I don't know if there's another metal band that could do this as effectively. I really, no. I really don't. And, and and I don't want to sound like I'm stroking to Gojira off too much. But please, for the love of God, try, try to go find a new metal band and then come back and listen to Gojira and then tell me how how off base I am because I'm not. There's so much bad metal out there. And like, there's something like, I'll just go ahead and hop into my closing thoughts here um, because holy fucking buckets, man. Like they're so much better than so much other metal out there right now. Um, they somehow like they subverted my expectations again. I didn't expect it. I was like, this is going to sound something like one of their old albums. Um, I didn't know which one, but I just had a feeling. I was like, this is going to sound probably like their last one uh, because they, they kind of established a newer sound there. That was a radical departure, their last album. And I was like, okay, this is more of like a rock have centric Gojira and I'm okay with it. It was good. It really grew on me. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I've loved the last four tracks of an album this much in a really long time. Like it would just blew me the fuck away. And there are bands who claim to be heavy and they might do like that, like weight heaviness better, but they don't do it. Like Gojira takes heavy and makes it more listenable than anyone I've ever seen before. Like, yeah, you can do heavy, but it sounds like absolute dog shit. Um, so yeah, being able to do it and being able to do it effectively in a way that's enjoyable to listen to are two entirely different things. Being accessible and not corny is so it's such a line to toe. Yeah, it's it's and oh, yeah, you're right. They do such a good job because it's heavy as fuck. This album is it beats you the sh- the shit out of you like any good metal album should. But it, I think I could play this for just about anyone and they could find a song they like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I my, my closing thoughts are pretty similar. I it's not too often. I I like a lot of metal. I, that's what it's one of my favorite genres to work out to. So. I always pick out like the the faster songs mm-hmm. and I like working out to the faster songs. I never really get into the deep cuts and I think listening to this album made me appreciate some of the deep cuts that I probably would have just like tr- tried to skip through sure. to try and find a song that I could work out to. Yeah. And that they have a lot of songs that have payoffs where you have to listen to a few minutes of a song to really get there. Yeah. And I think I'm I'm really appreciative because it got me into a full metal album rather than just like snippets of a, of a metal band. Yeah. And I think that's what turns a lot of people off with metal too, is like you, they really make you work for it. Like a lot of the best, best metal bands, best metal bands, uh, make you work for it, but it's always worth sticking around for. And I think that's why I love it so much. It's like a fucking, it's a Jack in the box every single time. Like how long am I going to turn this before it finally pops in my face and I get that feeling that I'm looking for. Yeah. So, it's almost like watching a horror movie. Kind of, yeah. It, it, I mean, that that's there's a reason why the two are so intricately linked. There's a reason why Rob Zombie is one of the best horror directors in recent memory, at least in my opinion, because he's he's used to being like writing shit like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you want to get into a song of the show? Yes, I was looking up. Um, do you have Louis' email? No. He sent it earlier today. I don't know if you saw it or not. I did not. All right. Uh, you want me to just read his first? Yep. Okay, so I'm just I'm doing this cold, so if I stumble, I apologize. Um, let me get this phlegm out of my nose here. 
Okay. I tried to do it in a way that wouldn't sound like shit on a, a podcast. <laughs> uh, so Louie sent his email in. Ben didn't send one in. For shame. This is why you're the fourth member, not the third member. <laughs> uh, so, hey, Clef Beater Offers. <laughs> oh, we got a name. Uh, f- first, I really enjoyed diving into this latest Gojira album. Joe and Mario are the best brotherly rock duo since Noel and Ian Gallagher. Just kidding. More like Diamond and Vinny. Uh, but my submission for Song of the Show this week is Threshold by the band Sungazer. It's an odd fusion of jazz and electronic music that plays with the perceptual limitations of tempo, containing both the fastest and slowest tempos the brain can perceive simultaneously. I first encountered this song in a YouTube video on the subject by uh, Adam Neely, the band's bassist, which I've watched some of his shit. It's super interesting, Um, but only heard it in full thanks to a random suggestion from Spotify. Hope you all enjoy and stay trashy. I'm starting to think that you and uh, Louie are the same person because I've not met Louie. Our our musical tastes are similar. Um, And that sounds like one of your songs of the show. It almost sounds like you're cheating to get a second song of the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Lou and you've, I. You've created a whole fall, a different persona. Louis Curran doesn't actually exist. He's just a, he's my human burner account. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, hey. But yeah, thanks thanks for the suggestion, Louis. I, I'm excited to listen to it. I haven't listened to it I, yet. I haven't listened to it yet either, just because I was, you know, I was at work all day and then it came in while I was at work. So I'll listen to it on the way home, more than likely. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched because that sounds exactly what I like, what I'm listening to currently. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'll let you go with your song of the okay. show. Uh, so my song of the show is uh, a band I came across randomly. Again, I've been uh, I, I sent you guys another band um, that I was listening to Twerp again last night, and uh, you know, as I'm wont to do, as I said last night, and uh, this was one of the random suggested artists. Uh, I was I'm gonna say this wrong. Ana Managuchi, yeah, Ana Managuchi. Uh, it's the song is called Jetpack Blues and Jetpack Jetpack Blues Sunset Hues. And this song is an 8-bit track, 100%. So it's, oh, for sure. It's so cool. You listen to it? Yeah. Uh, it's fucking awesome, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's just made me fucking smile, man. And it's just, um, they do a lot of that shit. They, they, they do a lot of 8-bit stuff because I listen to some of it more because I love 8-bit bands. Um, it's really hard to find one that does only exclusively 8-bit music like this track is. And so anytime I can find one that they do really well, it's just fucking hell yes, dude. Mm-hmm. Because like Nintendo music is just some of the coolest sounding shit in the world. So anytime I can find a new person that does it well like this, um, it's great. It's just a super happy song. It sounds like a flying level in any sort of Nintendo game that you might know, but just done a million times better. Here's a here's a band idea for someone out there that's thinking of starting a band. Lo-fi eight bit music. Oh, it exists. You think so? Oh yeah, hundred percent exists. Someone perfect it and then we'll do it <laughs> on the show. Um, but yeah, I really like this. Song. It's great. It's so good. Uh, go. My song is "Go On Then Love" by Said the Sky and the Main. Oh yeah, no, I saw this too and I didn't listen to it. I'm 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 sad because now I'll listen to it on the way home. Uh, it's it's really cool. Um, Said the Sky, I guess, is a EDM producer. Yeah. Um. I've I know the main and I I've heard said this guy I think I've heard Ben talk about them maybe, maybe. Um, but it was just kind of like I, I sent it in our group chat it's just kind of the perfect Venn diagram of of me and Ben Carter <laughs> did you see what Ben said uh uh-uh. uh he's like when I saw Ben or uh, <laughs> Dylan posted something by said said this guy I've audibly gasped <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great way to like get me to listen to something is like do a collaboration with someone that I'm familiar with. Yeah. And that'll, I'm probably going to listen to a lot more Said the Sky because the, he did a really good job of like 
adding band elements and adding his own little flair to it. Yeah. And it was a really cool sound. It was almost like someone someone took a, the main song and put it like remixed it or mm-hmm. something. So it's a really cool song. So my album next week. Are you mm-hmm. ready for this? I am. You said you guaranteed I'm going to love it. Uh, I, I <laughs> take it to the motherfucking bank. Uh, it's called Bill Murray's 400 pound squ- or 400 pound back squat. Okay. <laughs> uh, just look at the artwork. You're going to love this. Shit. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. I discovered it over the last couple of days and uh, look at the, the song names. So here's what we got. First of all, they're all <laughs> Jesus Christ. The first one, they're all caps. The first one is Lord Farquaadzilla. Um, we got a Cowboys heavy load. Uh, what do we got? I don't care. I'm not going to read that. Jacked and stacked mass monster. Yeah, all all caps, no spaces. So I'm excited. Level 99 Roid Mage. Large throbbing positive mindset. Okay, all right. <laughs> Keeping it beefy. Yeah. Relaxing box fans sleep. Ambient sounds number three. All right, let's fucking go. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, so there is a band way back in the day, uh, Attack Attack. Mm-hmm. I remember Attack Attack. Uh, they had a clean vocalist. His name was Johnny Frank. I was always a huge fan of Johnny Frank. Um, when he left the band, he ended up making a band called March Ahead, and it was pretty good. I think they still make music, but he started another band called Bill Murray, and it's like very, it's literally what you wanted attack attack to be all along Mm -hmm. very electronic and metal Mm -hmm. and it's like oh man i would listen to it i was like (laughs) dude i don't want to listen to this album alone i want to listen to to it with kevin yeah and so it's only seven songs long i think it technically makes it an album doesn't really matter yeah um but it's only 23 minutes i'm super excited I listened to like the first six songs and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> that was enough for me. So. so you only didn't listen to one song? Yeah, I left it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. Leave some mystery. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm excited to hear what you are, what you think about it. I'm sure I'll love it. I mean, it sounds like a joke metal band, which I'm all about. So, because yeah. I've almost done, I think it's on the album, the, there's a band called Goblin Cock, I think. And they're fucking hilarious. Um, I think that's the name of the band. I could be wrong about that. I'm sure Louie will let me know if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's no. six foot goblin cock. Yeah, it's right. Not- <laughs> that, now that's actually intimidating. <laughs> Rather than just a regular height ninja. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll finish up. Uh, we got. Just go check out our our Instagram. We're at <laughs> off the beaten club. I thought I had more, but I guess I didn't. We forgot what to do at the end of a we show. We did. Uh, Go check out our Instagram at Off the Beaten Clef. Our Twitter is at Off Clef. We're starting to tweet a little bit more uh, than normal. Yeah. Uh, our TikTok is Off the Beaten Clef Pod, and our email is Off the Beaten Clef at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. There's um, also a, like a there's a link to our link tree on our um, Instagram profile. So if you get any of that, just go to our bio on Instagram, and there's a link tree to with the links to all of this stuff. And we're gonna start peppering in some uh, video content. Hopefully. Yes, uh, we've got a camera. We've got some things. Uh, we almost recorded tonight, but yeah. we didn't. Um, well, we're gonna have to figure out framing and stuff too. I think like shooting in this corner. I mean, we can talk about this off air, but but yeah, we're we're working on it. So there's gonna be clips coming out. There's gonna be it'll be worth checking out our TikTok and uh, stay tuned with our link tree because we might have a YouTube page as well. So if you have any interest in seeing me and Kevin's faces, you'll get the opportunity to do so soon. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yep. We'll see you next week. Bye.